I speak to you in the name of one God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. I recently came across a story about a New Testament professor who, also being the faithful churchman that he was, regularly taught at his local parish. And he was teaching a confirmation class to a group of teenagers. And in this particular instance, he was talking to the teenagers about the story of Jesus' baptism, when the heavens were torn open and the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. Being the scholarly type that this professor was, he started to teach the class about the meaning of the Greek term for the heavens being torn open and the various places in the Bible where that same Greek word was used. And in the midst of his explanation, one of the teenagers interrupted him and told him to get to the point. And the New Testament scholar said something along the lines that the point of all of this is when Jesus was baptized, the heavens were torn apart, and now we have access to God. We can get close to God. But the teenager interrupted again and said, that's not what it means. And the professor, a bit startled and taken back, said, what? And the teenager went on. I said, that's not what it means. It means that the heavens were ripped open so that now God can get at us any time God wants. Ain't nobody safe now. I think that teenager was on to something. And to be clear, the teenager didn't feel unsafe around God, but rather he was speaking to the strange, wondrous, bewildering way by which God's Spirit breaks into our lives, using us in ways we might never have imagined to bring about God's kingdom. We often think of the coming of the Holy Spirit as a good thing, and it absolutely is, don't get me wrong. But the work of the Holy Spirit awakens us to Jesus' presence and calls us to Jesus' work. And more often than not, that work is not easy or comfortable. This morning, we hear the familiar story from the Acts of the Apostles about how when the disciples were gathered together in one place, this mighty wind from God filled them to the brim with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in languages they didn't even know they knew. We are told that people from all over the world who were in Jerusalem for a Jewish feast were astonished and amazed to see this group of Galileans speaking languages they never should have been able to speak. Languages that these people from different nations were able to recognize far away from their home. People whose homelands challenge the pronunciation skills of our very best readers. And what I love about this story from Acts is how the Holy Spirit speaks through the native languages of people from all different nations. It goes to show that God's Spirit speaks in ways that each one of us can understand in the midst of our differences. God's Spirit doesn't convert us to sameness, People aren't told to give up their languages and cultures. God declares that God will pour out God's Spirit upon all flesh. Pentecost affirms our differences, where we come from and who we are. 
It affirms that what makes us different is good and holy. It affirms how the Spirit works to draw us together in the midst of our differences, to be in relationship with one another. A Spirit that draws us together even in a time of separation like we are experiencing now as we shelter in place and social distance. At the same time, for those disciples who first experienced Pentecost, I have to imagine that it was probably a really hard thing. By the end of the story, the disciples face the uncertain future of carrying on with Jesus' ministry separated from one another and from the physical presence of Jesus. They live in the fear that accompanies the beginning of a transition, of change, of uncertainty. Sound familiar? Scripture has a way of reminding us that we have been here before, that humans have experienced similar challenges and struggles throughout history. And if we're being honest, the easy response for the disciples would have been for them to withdraw from Jesus's commandments, to head back to the lives they knew back in Galilee, to chalk everything up they did with Jesus to their wild younger days. Yet the Holy Spirit enables them to take on the work to which Jesus calls them, even when it may have been uncomfortable and seemed impossible. When there are obstacles, the Holy Spirit invites us to see possibilities. It gives us the courage to live and work in ways that affirm our differences and that draw us into relationship with one another, even when we are separated. The Spirit of God weaves people together in ways that works to bring hope out of despair and life out of death. In this morning's brief gospel lesson from John, one of the main themes has to deal with our human need. Jesus says, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me. He's speaking to our human yearning to want something more, to be someone more than the current situation we find ourselves in. And I'm not talking about our desire to be young again or successful or to acquire a fancy car or to get rid of those wrinkles, all those things that advertisements tell us we're thirsty for. In this short piece of scripture, Jesus is talking about being thirsty for a life of meaning. It's interesting what Jesus says will happen when we bring our deepest thirst to him. Instead of offering a drink of water that momentarily quenches our thirst, Jesus says that if we come to him with our deep thirst, we ourselves will become rivers of life. Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. In seeking Jesus, in coming to him with our deep thirst for a life of meaning, Jesus promises the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that calls us into the big work of life. It's through the Spirit that Jesus' followers are invited into the unceasing life of God, the reconciling power 
of God's love. These past couple of weeks have left many of us overwhelmed and even heartbroken, and rightly so. It has been tough to say the least. We continue to live in the uncertainty and fear of the coronavirus. There have been deaths of beloved members in our community. We witnessed the fatal shooting of Ahmaud Arbery and the unnecessary and cruel death of George Floyd, once again exposing the sin of systematic racism and excessive violence used against our black brothers and sisters. In light of this morning's readings and in light of the brokenness of the world around us, it's important, I think, for us to ask ourselves how we see God working in our lives. Has God grown old and tired, someone merely to direct our prayers to? Or does God still work in ways that empower and encourage us to do the work of Jesus, the big work of life, the work of reconciliation? We might tend to picture the Holy Spirit as this ghost that pushes us into the direction of all the right choices or washes over us like a warm peace, which can be true sometimes. But just as Jesus challenges his disciples to carry on with the work that he starts, I wonder if the Holy Spirit too challenges us, calling us to do things we might not want, or that we might want to avoid or to work we would never imagine ourselves doing. Work that moves us away from preoccupation with ourselves and instead directs our focus and our concern to the people around us. In the midst of all the concerns and anxieties of our lives, our country, our church, Pentecost reminds us of the story of a small group of disciples who experienced their own anxiety and uncertainty, a group that was awakened to Jesus's presence through the Holy Spirit and went on to do things they never would have imagined. The challenging yet life-giving work of Jesus. Amen.